Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and today I have a very special guest, a good friend, Dave Drias. Dave, for thanks for being on the show. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming. Uh, Dave, for you guys listening, um, just finished his first year with one of the largest medical device companies in the world, which it also is a distributorship that he's working with. So it's great to have that side of the uh, industry. Yeah, the business on the medical device world that I haven't got to have someone on yet. So fun to have someone new. Before this, Dave owned his own gym, was a fitness model, did a lot of, had skincare, like skincare. You, just an entrepreneur. I feel like I've dabbled into a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm in medical device and um, you know, I, I would probably say my story's pretty unique and kind yeah. of a lot of different trial and error. And I'm sure you know, people that listen to this are probably going through some sort of trial and error. And I think listening to other people's stories kind of puts things in perspective and allows you to kind of um, learn from people's mistakes and things that work so that you can kind of create your own path. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And that's why we're excited to have you just because you are coming in way different than a lot of the guests we've had. Yep. And then just going to the last one for the listeners, sure. advice. You know, that's what that everyone's trying to break yeah. in. What would you say to someone who's listening trying to break in? Um, do as many interviews as possible. Mm-hmm. That is really the biggest thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm more, I don't know, I'm more of a realist on stuff. Like I hate interviews where it's like, tell me about a time where you struggled. You know, it's like, <laughs> I remember for, you know, owning a gym and even my previous job, I had to interview people. And it's like, I don't want to cookie cutter question no, yeah. cookie cutter answer but that's what you have to do and, yep. and i hate that so much like just i just want to talk to you like a normal human being mm-hmm. you know like tell me about your life tell me some things that you know that you like or enjoy tell me some things you don't like you know tell me you know even like you played sports tell me about your experience you know yep. things like that i don't need to know like tell me about a difficult time when you were challenged and you were about to give up you know like, <laughs> like th- those questions i just i'm not a huge fan of but you have to go through that. Um, like I said, I had three or four different comp- four different companies that I went through, mm-hmm. um, different interview processes, um, and I did a lot of research. You go on different forums too. If you d- dig into the internet, you can find yeah. some stuff that um, can give you insight on the company. Um, you know that you're applying for. And let me think. I had another another through another connection of my uh, aunt. Uh, another friend of hers I was able to connect with and he helped me a lot through mm. some of the interview processes with one company um, and that was just a random network of hey I know this person's working for that company yeah. let me reach out um, so really it's all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, and then getting a feel for you know he got he kind of informed me on kind of what the culture is like and <laughs> how you're supposed to answer things and say things you know and um, so that kind of helped going through that process um, but you have to reach out to people. You yep. have to be persistent. Jobs are coming up all the time. Yep. Um, uh, you know, when I was on the site, I would be on, you know, probably four or five different medical device company, um, sites and you'd see what would pop up. So just, you know, for someone who's out there, there's always going to be entry level jobs yep. popping up. Um, obviously if you have some sort of sales experience that will go a little bit farther than not mm-hmm. um but if you don't have it don't be discouraged i know people that have been teachers that have gone into medical yep. device and they're very good at it um because that's a huge part of it i do know some people and just take it for what it's worth that have gone to medical device school yeah um and have good experiences from that and yep. you know people that i've gone through training with went to medical device some of them have gone through medical device school yep um that can give you a leg up 100 percent yeah um 
you know, the hard part about medical device school is you might learn a lot of different modalities yeah. and then you get hired on as one. So it can kind of seem like you 100%. did all this stuff for just one thing. But um, I wish I had that background, yep. to be honest with you. Um, it would have been very beneficial if I had six months of medical Time. device school to de devote to all the different, you know, avenues of medical device and, and the biologics and things of that sort. And I think it just would, like you talk, just talking, just a better understanding. Better understanding. You know, we had, uh, the last guest we had, she graduated from it. So yeah. we, we picked her brain about it, but it was just having that understanding. Uh, my always thing was, is yep. everyone told me I should go to that. Yep. And I was like, I'll just reach out to 3000 people right. and have them tell me. I never went you know, to, and, yeah. and I, you know, I'm, I don't you want to say broke yeah, I broke in, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, um, but like, I mean, they have cadavers and stuff and yeah. you're doing things like that would have been super valuable for me to exactly. see that kind of yep. stuff, um, and have a better understanding of it. Um, so that's an option, a path if you know, you want to go down that path. Um, so there's just not a right or wrong way. No, guess, exactly. You have to reach out to people, whether that's through LinkedIn, whether that's through your network, it doesn't matter if the person's in extremity orthopedics talk to them about the business. It doesn't matter if someone's doing spine, talk to them about mm -hmm. the business or if someone's doing, you know, uh, I don't even know what else. What there's doing. so many, well, that's the thing. So there's different, so many different, so many different avenues. Um, and, you know, you'll get a better understanding, um, you know, of the companies that you're going to be interviewing with and, and things of that sort. So it's just, it's a process. Yep. It takes time, but there are plenty of jobs out there. I know, especially with the coronavirus and stuff. Um, you know, some people probably have quit or been let go. Um, companies will reevaluate and they're still going to need, mm -hmm. you know, people to, to do work. So they'll be hiring. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I love that. And that's what we just talked about here too. Always reaching out, using yep. your network. And this is just something that just hit me because I've had a couple people reach out. They're like, Hey, I have an interview coming up with this company in this division. Can, what what should I do? And my, my comment is always reach out to a person in that sure. division, maybe in another part so, of the country. So I did that. Yeah. Um, and that's why I did yeah. all the time. So a couple of different times. So I, you know, I don't know what each company has kind of their own. Some might be like an associate rep. Some might be, a. they a, all have different, have different names. Different names yeah. <laughs> say, but find out what comes. So let's just say it was XYZ company has an associate rep. Find out who is an associate rep might pop up on LinkedIn that they're in North Carolina. Yep. Reach out to that person and say, Hey, I saw that you, you know, you've been with XYZ company for five months. Yep. What was your experience going through the interview process and, and do you like the job and, yep. and things of that sort? Because I have an interview coming up or yep. whatever. Um, they might respond. They might not. Yep. Um, you That's know, why it's a numbers game. Yeah. It might be short and sweet. It might be, Hey, this is what you need to do. Um, but you know, some people have given good advice where they're just like, Hey, this is what they're going to kind of ask you certain things like this and just make sure you're prepared for that. Um, but really a lot of the questions are all going to be the same. Yep. Um, and a lot of it is going to be, you know, for me, I always hated, I had to do one interview process where I had to do this whole, they, they made me do, is it the Wonderlick test? What's that? One? That uh, I think that's what the NFL guys have to take. Oh, really? So you get I don't know I can't remember if it was like <laughs> ten minutes, but you got to answer like fifty questions as quick as you can. But it it kind of challenges you like, do you try to just go quick and move through to get as many questions as you can, or do you want to try to get them right? Yeah, yeah. So like I got to question twenty seven or something like that, and I'm like that's pretty good. I never got it. They said they're moving out or something <laughs> like that, and you're kind of like really come on, like you know I thought I answered these questions good, but like so some of those are going to give you personality tests mm -hmm. and you know, that's a tough way of doing it too, because you know, I'm always, I'm more of a people person. I think yeah, I always have, have been in, you know, from an educational standpoint, even when I was going through college, man, I was just trying to 
study the night before the test and get it wasn't trying to get an A. But um she's so get degrees, baby. Right. But it's the job is so much of a personality yeah. test. Like you're you you know, I've had you get down with the case and you got some downtime and I'm in the you know cafeteria and every Wednesday it's with the doctor. Yeah. You know, we're sitting down shooting the shit about stuff and you know the doctor's gotta like you is really what it comes down to. I, I just had a, a baby girl um, and another doctor that, uh, I cover a lot of, he has two kids and a baby boy. Now that's a month older than my girl. So we always talk about kids, you know, it. and it's like every time he asks, like what's going on and same thing. And, uh, he's also, you know, I saw him at a driving range and we start talking golf and like, we were going to try to go, you know, golf a quick nine because having a kid and trying to golf 18 holes is tough. <laughs> yeah. but like you have a lot of time and even in the OR, I mean, it depends. I've had good doctors and bad doctors where some are nice in the OR, some aren't, but yeah, like, 100%. um, you know, it's, it's chill. You got music playing, you know, everyone's in a pretty good mood. You know, yep. there's certain times where you can talk a little bit more about, you know, pop culture and stuff that's going on and. Uh, you know, they want someone that's in the room that they want to be friends with yeah, and like. like, you know, yeah. and one, I, I'll never forget this one doctor too, that, um, you know, I call on and he just wants a, a buddy in the room, yep. you know, or it's talking Lakers and talking sports and, and things of that sort. And um, that's what they're looking for. That's it's a, great a relationship point, business, you know, and, and that's, if you have, you know, a 4.0 GPA and you have all these things and same in the training world. Like, sure. you know, all this stuff about the body, but you can't communicate it. Can't coach a person. You can't coach the person and you can't, you know, talk to them like a normal human being. You're not a great trainer. Or mm -hmm. yep. So, and I've been in a room where and rep talk so much where you're just kind of like, man, this guy needs to shut up and he's driving the doctor nuts. Like you can see it, you know? So it really is a person, you know, personality thing. And they're, you know, some companies obviously have what they're looking for yep. and everything, but I just think that if you can connect with, you know, individuals and connect with the nursing staff and you're polite and you do what you need to do and um, you do a good job, like that will carry itself. And doctors recognize that. And, um, you know, things can change. We were talking about earlier on, on the drop of a hat and, you know, you never know where you're going to be in two, three, five years from now, but it's mm -hmm. so important to build the relationships and that's what it is. Yep. And, and I even say for me interviewing with companies, um, I have some good relationships with, I see a, a guy I interviewed with, almost every week that I didn't get a job with that, um, you know, if, if anything ever happened yep. uh, at you, I could reconnect with him and, and see what's up. And and now that I've got a year experience and eventually, you know, down the road, two, three, four, it allows you then to have, you know, more opportunities yep. in the field, whether it's in the same, you know, avenue I'm at now, or if it's something different, but it's, it's allowing you to network with different reps and different companies and different people to where, um, if you're nice and you're likable, <laughs> yep. um, you'll have opportunities, um, you okay. know, where if you're that person that people don't want to be around yep. and shit hits the fan and now all of a sudden no one really wants to be around you, like you're, you're kind of screwed. So yep. that's kind of what I would say. No, and that's me. a great point. And I, and like, we just talked about that's just general life. Right. You want to be around people you enjoy. Yeah. And like, and I tell that to people like, there's a lot of miserable people out there, you know? So like, if you can be that light in the room or just yep. someone who even gives knowledge or what yeah. it is, you know, there's a, there's a place for you. And probably the, the last thing I just want to touch on real quick. Um, I don't know if you really went into kind of day to day, mm -hmm. what it's like, I'm sure you've had other guests on here that kind of talk more day to day. Um, what the one big concern that I had when I first, um, got into medical or at least what I was, when I was looking to get into medical devices, I didn't want to have a job where it was like a nine to five. Yep. 
Um, I had a job right when I got out of college. I was working for Wells Fargo Financial, and it was a Monday through Friday, and it was from 9 to 6, and then Friday you got out like 5 or something like that. <laughs> uh, but you were in the office. You had to, every, you're at noon, you had a break for an hour, and you had to clock back in, and it was one of those things where I did that for six months right out of college, and I was just like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Like, it was miserable. Like, you lived for the weekends, and you dreaded on Sunday night what Monday was going to be. Um, so then I ended up leaving that job and I was a financial advisor, which the way my position was, it was far more flexible than that. Yep. It kind of taught me that autonomy of running your own business. Because yep. really as a financial advisor, it's the same concept, yep. just a different modality. The more money you bring in assets under management, the more money you're going to make and, and whatnot. So it's a big time sales position, but you're not necessarily always in an office. Like mm-hmm. you're having to network and do different things. Having a gym, same thing. You're out and about. You're meeting people. You're trying to bring new people in. You're in a gym. You're seeing people on a daily basis. Very relationship uh, business. So the the nice thing about medical device um, is that you have the ability to kind of go different places. Like yeah. Going to different so. hospitals. So you're not confined to a desk. Now, for me, the way that my job is structured, usually we find out our cases are Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for the following week. Mm-hmm. So then I'm able to see on my calendar what everything looks like for the next week. So then that allows us to prepare of how we need to get everything. So like a logistics thing, how can we get everything to where it needs to be? Yep. Um, so we'll have to communicate together as a team, like, hey, this guy's got two surgeries up here. We gotta make sure that this stuff is there. Where are they right now? Mm-hmm. Let's grab them, move them. Cause you're moving what are called trays. And these trays have all your instruments that have to go through sterile processing. They got to get wrapped. They got to get used. Once they're done, they got to get cleaned and washed. Yeah. And if they're not in there, like if it wasn't in there Correct. and you go into the surgery, you can't just go grab one and do it. Correct. So, so yes, that brings a point. Like a lot of the stuff that when I check something in, I'm taking pictures of everything mm-hmm. to, for my own at eight o'clock at night. want to make sure that, you know, the screwdriver's in there with the right screws. Got a picture. I feel comfortable. I can go to bed. Yep. Then you got to rely on the hospital, obviously, being able to not lose that or anything like that. But it gets sterilized, gets wrapped, you get to the hospital, open it all up, get everything on the mail stand. They use it, then they got to obviously, you know, clean it, yep. make sure that it's all um, no blood, no anything like that. They clean that, then you got to go grab everything and make sure it's make still sure in there. it's all there to make sure that they didn't put any of the once again the drivers or the screws somewhere else, or if the hospital took them, and which they, does happen, happens just so you know. All, often yeah that's why you take pictures because then you can say this is everything that was checked in i want to make sure that it's all looking the same when you bring it up you take it then he might be at one hospital for that day now we got to take it to another hospital because you have x amount of trays in your possession and these hospitals don't hold your trays the majority of them don't certain ones they're not going to so you're constantly having to run trays so a lot of the job is very logistical you're moving around to different hospitals Mm -hmm. checking different things in using it for the cases making sure that everything's back to where it is and then taking it to the next place. Um, so you're out and about, which to me is actually important. Yeah. So some people that might not be uh, that big of a deal, but you know, it, it does, it is nice to where I can drive and I can grab lunch or I can stop at home. You know, I can do different yeah. things. Like there's for the most part, there's not this super time crunch. Now, obviously there might be if you, you, you got to turn something yeah. the next day or if there's certain things, but um, there's a little bit of flexibility in that. Um, and then we make sure everything pretty much for the next week is all set. Now, yep. sometimes it can't be for the later part of the week, but for the most part, you can get Monday, Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday set the way that it needs to be. 
And then on Monday and Tuesday, you can kind of make sure you can finish off the week on whatever Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, so, and then, so part of the job, excuse me, part of the job is logistical. Then the other part is spending the time in the OR. Yep. Um, with, you know, to be completely truthful, it's a lot of hurry up and wait. Yep. You know, you might have a case that's at seven o'clock in the morning. You get to the hospital at 6.15, 6.30. You go in, you make sure that your stuff's all set up, but the patient might be delayed yep. or something might be going on where they, you know, are late or the surgeon comes a little bit late. Um, so your case might not start till eight o'clock. So you got there at 6.15, you did your part for five minutes and now you're just sitting at the hospital. Yep. Um, you know, so then you do your case. Um, it could go, let's just say it's supposed to be an hour. It could go an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes because something took longer. Yep. Um, or they were having issues in the surgery. Then they got to basically, as soon as they close up the wound and get done what they need to, they got to take the patient out and they got to you know, disinfect the room, clean the room, then you got to prep because you got the next case. So if you have the second case, you got to make sure your trays are there and make sure everything's set up and then you have to wait again. So (laughs) your days now, a surgery might be at seven o'clock and it might be at 930, but now all of a sudden it's 1115 and you haven't started your second case. Mm -hmm. So your days, you can see how they can start to get later and later. Um, you might have a case that's at two o'clock or three o'clock in the afternoon. I can already tell you if that's the case, you can probably plan on it being a little bit later because there's other doctors that are earlier, earlier that are yeah. now pushing that back. So you might have a case that doesn't get done till five, six, seven, eight o'clock at night. Yep. It just depends. Um, so it's, you know, a lot of it is an organizational thing. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about being competent and being, you know, a, a quick learner and, and I don't want to say like a yes man, but like being like, yep, we got to get this done. We got to like working as a team. Like you're going to have those interactions where it's like, oh shit, we don't have this tray. Dave, we need you to run this quick because that has to be there for his surgery. Yep. And then you go run that. And then there might be another time where I'm saying like, oh crap, man, I, we didn't have this. I need you to go grab this because I'm in cases all day. Yep. You know what I'm 100%. saying? So there has to be like this teamwork of, you know, getting things done and working together. Mm-hmm. That's when we stress, you know, being a part of a team and being a learner. So I do think sports can play a role because you've had to do teamwork and 100%. to be successful. Um, and, and, you know, being responsible and with all that. And then that shows, you know, with, if all your stuff is there and everything's clean and you're there early and you're getting stuff done and the surgeries go well, the doctors will start to recognize that and that mm-hmm. they'll feel comfortable with you're in the room, you know what yep. you're doing and all that kind of stuff. So, that's really kind of the day-to-day aspect of it. Um, a lot of it is running trays, making sure everything's legit uh, and set up. And then a lot of it is the case coverage and being with the doctors and, and the nurses and stuff. So I love that, man. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. And I, thanks for going into detail because yeah. we really haven't someone go into that yeah. deep of detail yep. of like, you know, like so you said. With that said, that's my situation. 100%. Someone else, you know, that you might have, ask them a question. It might be something completely different. Um you know, and, and, you know, some people might not like having to drive around all the time and, and doing, you know, dealing with hospitals. Hospitals aren't the easiest to work with, mm-hmm. um, especially checking things in. There's always a process. Every hospital has different processes. Yeah, right. yeah. um, and, you know, it, it can be it can be one of those things where it's very just kind of monotonous and boring and all that. But trust me, I don't mind driving, listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, yep. you know, calling my parents or whoever, you know, getting to the hospital, making sure everything's good. Um, and then going on and doing the next thing. Cause I have been in the nine to six grind where you're sitting in an office and it's one o'clock and you look at the clock and you got another five hours yep. and it goes slow. Yep. Um, you know, so that's just my experience from it. Yep. I, I think everyone's got different experiences and what their day to day is like. 
Um, but for the most part, when you're breaking in, yeah. you're running a lot of trays. And yeah. that's what we mean by that is you're going from hospital to hospital, checking things in, making sure things are accurate so that when the case happens, everything yeah, everything's there. is there. So, yeah, man, that's awesome. Dave, thank well, you so much for being on the podcast, man. I appreciate you. And if you guys haven't, if you're watching, please press that like and subscribe button. It helps us get out to more uh, people just to help them. And if you're listening on the podcast, please rate us a five star and make a comment. Again, just trying to help as many people as we can. And then also, like I told you guys, have a big surprise coming. Um, I've heard everybody wants, they want help. I may put a product together. I'm just waiting for the final things and hopefully should have something out here for you guys that can help you guys break in. So thanks for everybody who's listening and I hope you guys have a great week. Peace. Have a good one.